following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Come, come on. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Look, you're already, you're already violating social distancing, so just put your hand on somebody and say, a new anointing is coming on you. Listen, it's so many rules right now, you can be seated, that that's why we have grace. I'm sure we'll all do something wrong before this is all over. I have done several things wrong during this time, and but yet, what God told me to do was just keep pressing, and that's what uh, this is about. Uh, I know in our area, we have had to not look back, but go forward. Everybody say advance. And so, with that, I want to encourage you. I've got some friends that drove up to see us, Lisa, you, and Rita Bear Gray, you guys stand up. You guys welcome them here. We've been longtime friends. Rita, Rita and I uh, go way back as we were encouraging the first people to come out of their shells and to uh, really let their voice be heard in this nation. Alabama is very key in that right now. As you move forward, you know, this is a time about coming up and coming out. I shared in the first service, we decided when we would drive from Jasper to go the back roads down through Alabama and to come here just to, you know, pray for Alabama and see various things. You guys really have some back roads, (laughs) scary back roads. Little back roads, no place to even use the bathroom anywhere, I'm telling you. I mean, it was really interesting, and what I finally just kept saying, you see light up there, keep pressing toward it, pressing, everything's spiritual to me, keep pressing toward that light, I know those trees are parting up there, just keep going that way, because the GPS wouldn't even work in some places, and finally, we pressed through the wilderness, and it was crazy when we came out. We came out on this road here that goes up by the church here. The Lord says, just keep pressing. This place is going to be a lighthouse to lead all of this state in a new way. And I think it's going to be a lighthouse for our nation. Let's thank God for how he's going to use Word Alive. Now, let me say this to you. We have... Uh, we were prepared to move forward during the time when uh, the lockdown sh- started. So uh, we have been doing web church worldwide for 15 years now. Got lots of flack for it. I shared some about that in the first uh, 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 service. And finally, you know, I look back at it when I was brought before all the Sanhedrin about doing web church. And that's really what it was. Uh, leaders saying... You can't do church like that. Uh, And I said, the Lord told me to gather the scattered sheep out there because they don't fit in the church anywhere. And so we would just start broadcasting and bringing people in and getting their life all stirred up prophetically and 
moving forward and trying to get them restored. And uh, when this all began in March, the only way you could do church was web church. Let's thank God we have pioneers that won't stop just because somebody says stop. And that is so key for us as we advance in the season. Now, I want you to turn with me to Numbers 14. Um, This season, this time is so important to understand. This month, I know you are people that do first fruits. I've got a book that will help you. I've actually got a couple of books that will help you. One is A Time to Advance. This book is about tribes and months. It's about, really, it's a unique book. It's, I, I don't know that there's ever been one written quite like it to help us understand the timing of Rosh Kadesh. Everybody say Rosh Kadesh. That actually means new moon that the Lord established uh, a new moon festival for us uh, in the Word of God. And this went all the way through to 400 A.D. in the early church. Uh, I think that's the confusing thing for the body of Christ. When Constantine came into his reign, he legalized church and Christianity. But what he removed legally were two things, Passover and Rosh Kadesh, the blood and the timing. And it was against the law for the early church to do uh, Rosh Kadesh or Passover. And so over the last, also I would have to say, it's been about 30 years publicly, but 40 plus years for me, the Lord has been saying the only way you can be restored is by the blood and understanding first fruit and moving in first fruit celebration. So since I was 18, I have been involved in doing that. It wasn't something new for me. It was how from a terribly prosperous family that got broken into little bits, how when the Lord visited me when I was 18, he spoke to me and he said, uh, I said, Lord, he said, I'm going to restore your loss. I was under oxygen in the hospital. And he said, I'm going to restore your loss. My dad had died a very tragic death at the age 39. And we had all this land. We had all sorts of blessings that were desolate. And I said, Lord, how? And I started reading through the Word of God, and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in that hospital room. God put me with a Pentecostal preacher who introduced me to the Holy Spirit. And that's how sovereign God is with our life. He knows where to put you. And uh, right there, all of a sudden, the Word came alive to me. And in Proverbs 3, it says, trust Depart from evil, trust, trust, uh, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me. I will direct your path. Actually, what that means is I will take the unlevel places and I will make them level. It is a directive word where, and that's what God's doing right now. He's leveling out how we walk into the future. 
And he said, and then it goes on to say, I will heal your nervous system and your bones and I will fill your barns if you will do first fruit. So I said, Lord, I see that you will do this, but I've got to learn first fruits. And it simply is this. It's where you once a month come before the Lord and give him your best. It's not the same as tithing. It's where all of a sudden in time, you're in a moment and you see the lump. This is what it says in the New Testament. You see the lump you've been given for your future. And when you give the best portion of that lump, he blesses the rest of the lump. Look at somebody and say, I know your lumps need blessing. It also causes you to seek the kingdom first. It's real simple. It's, that's the way Yeshua said it. Learn to seek the kingdom first. It causes you to know that there's something greater ahead for you. Now tell two people that. There has got to be a better place. And so, you began to find as you're moving from month to month, year to year, decade to decade, era to era, which is a historical shift, which we started last September, as you're moving in those dimensions and you're giving him the best, you're breaking loose blessings that have been stored for your bloodline, for your territory that have never been broken loose before. In other words, all those blessings that grandpa never grabbed hold of, or great grandma never wanted, or never pressed into, you're starting to grab hold of them. Throw your hands up and say, I want it all. But in the process, you learn time, and you learn snares, and you learn how the enemy wants to stop you at a certain time. And by giving, you maneuver past him. Isn't that how the Lord, isn't that how the Father maneuvered past him? He gave his son. He gave his best. And by giving his best, all of a sudden, we had a future. Same way with you. When you give your best, just like the video we saw earlier, there's a, Psalms 41 says this, when you help someone lesser than you, someone that is poor, you'll cry out one day and I'll hear what you cry. You just secured your future by doing that. All you got to do is cry out now when you get in a hard place and the Lord said, everything you gave, I'm going to do four times, seven times, 10 times, 30 times, 60 times, 100 times, and I can carry it into a thousand generations. Tell somebody I'm unlocking my future right now. But this month becomes important for us right now.
This is only the second place I have gone since March. Now think about that. My normal travel each year is 500,000 miles plus worldwide. And now this year, this is the second time I have gone anywhere to minister since March. Now, and only the Lord could have done that. But Cindy Jacobs brought a prophetic word to me in January and she said, I do not understand this, but I see you are not going to be traveling this year like you've been traveling. Because she knew, I think I went to China and uh, at least three times last year in the midst of all the crisis we've been in. And she said, you're not going to be traveling and it will be about six months you don't travel. She said, I have no idea what God is trying to do, except I hear him say, you're going to create a new prototype for revival worldwide. And I thought, when she got through, I thought, Lord, I, I don't know how you would even do that. I've traveled so much. It's just a way of life. I've been doing it. Pam and I have been married 48 years. I've done it most of those 48 years. And so when this all happened and I was shut down from traveling, we were all shut down. It was amazing. Now think about it. I've been home now for four months. The other day, Pam and I were talking. She said, only God could have done this with you. There is no other way this can be explained. Only God could have done it. And I know God did it. So I got down last night on my knees and said, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? She said, we in all of our marriage have never spent four months together. Now think about that. 48 years. Never before have we spent this much time together. And, you know, when I first met her, I came home, she was just so together and hateful. And, you know, when I pulled up in front of a nightclub and she said, that looks like hell on the outside. I know Satan's on the inside. I'm not going in there. Get out and I'll pick your car back up at the dorm. And I thought, good grief, you know. And I said, I'll carry you home. I'm a, I'll carry you back to the dorm. I'm a gentleman. On the way home, uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, marry her. And I thought, Lord, she is my grandmother reincarnated. Why would I marry her? <laughs> and then my brother said, I said, he said, do you like her? She... She's beautiful, but she's real straight-laced. And I said, well, no. <laughs> but the Lord told me to marry her. During these four months, I keep saying, Lord, I'm not sure I still like her. <laughs> I mean, she took me to, to go do her, you know, she gardens. She's a master horticulturist everything. She took me out with her. I had a mask on. I couldn't breathe to start with. I don't get out in the heat. 
And I said, I'm dying out here. I'm dying out here. She said, suck it up. If you die out here, this is where you need to die. (laughs) So that shows you a drastic change in my life. It's been very interesting. But it brings us to this month. This is what I want to say to all of us. We're going to make it through. Tell somebody, we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it in. Now, here in Numbers 14, you find what this month is about. Because this month, see, what God said to me last year at this time, we start seeking him for the year ahead. This year, we started seeking him for the era ahead. Uh, and uh, it's called the Passover Prophecies. Charisma asked me to write this book, and they said, can you do it in eight days? And I said, uh, I'll give it a shot. And because I knew what God started saying last August, I had it written down, August the 2nd, what the Lord began to say. He said that we would enter in to this new season called pay. Now, with that, this season is about uh, the mouth. It's about decreeing. It's about breathing. It's about breath. It's about life. But pay is the same word as, the, as, Pente- as Passover, Purim, and Pentecost. Those are all pay words. So the Lord said, this Passover, the one we just experienced, would be a modern-day Passover. And I wrote that down. I said, that means we will have uh, some sort of pandemic going on. And that wasn't what really concerned me. Passover was key to understand an economic shift that was coming. We are in the greatest economic shift we have known in our history. And we've got to get ready for God's kingdom people to make this shift. And so, in at Passover, the people, remember, they had to go inside their home and shut themselves in and really seek the Lord. For the first time in history since the original Passover, Israel was shut in their home. But not only was Israel shut in their home, we were shut in our homes. So that shows you that God, in his grace by making and creating one new man now, is pulling both Jew and Gentile together under the same structure. Well, the thing I want you to understand is we have entered a Passover era. And so each month of this era, this historical time we're in, things will never be the same as they were. They will never look like they used to look. So don't keep trying to return to the normal. Move forward into the new that God has for you. And so this becomes important because God has this order for restoration, prosperity, and breakthrough. Well, part of that order is first fruits. Understanding he would bring his people together. 
Then he would un- they would understand what he was saying. Then the church would maneuver forward. Well, the same thing he's requiring today. I have watched him restore Passover. Now, I remember for years having huge Passover events, and Robert Heidler would say, there will come a day where we have to do Passover the way God did Passover in our house. And that day, because we've had Passover where we've had 10,000 before, and and it caused a shaking in the body because it's so different from what we have known in our culture as Easter, uh, which is a different type, and it has nothing to do, all of this has nothing to do with you getting legalistic. It has to do with you understanding God has a strategy of redemption that he is activating through his blood for you to keep you moving forward. And so this Passover became an an historical moment for us. Each month becomes important, and that brings us up to this month. Last year, a year ago, the Lord said, this dire straits would be the key to our future. Now, poke someone around you and say, I think he's talking about right now. I have no idea. God didn't choose me to be at home at my place for this. He knew where he wanted me to be to say those words in the state of Alabama at Word Alive because he knows you are creating a prototype to bring forth the body of Christ in this nation worldwide and worldwide. So it becomes very important that you know you pressing through right now through this dire strait is key for a whole nation. And he trusts you to do that. He knows you're capable. It's no pressure on you. All you had to do was show up right now. Be at the right place at the right time. And he anoints you to move forward in what you're called to do. Because see, they got moving, but then they got to this place at Kadesh Barnea right now. See, that's where reading the Bible in time makes you understand the snares. That's what a Corinthians says. The same snares are for us. And if we don't understand them, we step in them. And you know what happens when you step in a snare? It gets tighter and tighter, and before long, you can't go anywhere. This month is key for our shift. And with that, uh, at Kadesh Barnea, they wanted to go in and see this promise because they had no idea what they were moving toward. They had left, they had passed over, but now this wasn't about passing over, it was about the promise ahead, the future. Everybody say the future. See. Some way or another, this week, last week, 
and next week are about our future. Future means you have a place you haven't gotten to before. You have a place you have never attained before. There is an expectation that is going to start stirring in you that you have never stepped into before. And that means there's a faith element stirring in us. And so he chose the 12 key leaders of the armies. Now hear what I'm saying to you because he brought them out by armies. He chose the 12 key leaders and then they went into the land. It never says God sent them in. Now I want you to understand that. They wanted to go in. Moses made sure they got to go in. This is not a month to determine, I'm going to do this, this, and this. This is a month to wait for God to say, I'm going to get you through some hard places I've never gotten you through. And so, the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, send them in. Let them spy it out because you have to go over to Deuteronomy to realize they were wanting to see the promise. And so they get in there and it's everything God ever said to them. Alabama is everything God's ever said about it. It's not what people say about it. We just saw a a whole display of that by watching that video. It's not the most racial state in America. It's not a state where people are divided. Totally. It is a state of change that the glory of God is about to explode in. And they got in that land. They tasted and saw what the Lord wanted them to taste and see. They, they, the milk, the honey, the grapes, the fruitfulness of the future. And then saw the war that it was going to take to get it and said, we're out of here. That's what created a curse. See, a curse just doesn't come against you unless you refuse to keep obeying and moving toward the best that God has for you. You don't want to settle down without the best because if you settle down without the best, you're going to get something you don't really want. And it might be good, but it won't be all that God had for you. And so their mouth, now hear me about this era. Go ahead, Aaron, and let's look at it. Their mouth began to work. All of a sudden, see, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can go back and listen to this morning's service. Faith works because we're in the right time and the right boundary. Time, we're in time, God's not. So we have to respond to God out of time. Now, with that, time is a circle. And because time is a circle, it's not linear. Your past bleeds in 
like a clock into your next season's future. And all of a sudden, that's how iniquity works. If someone three generations ago sins, it's going to bleed into the timing of your great-great-grandchildren. If you don't eradicate it out of the time sequence of your bloodline. And so it becomes important that we understand this now. This is what first fruits do, uh, does for us. Before long, we're moving from blessing to blessing till blessing will overtake us. I've had numerous people say, you don't focus a lot on giving. I, I said, I focus on first fruits. Just give your best. You know what your best is. Don't try to fool God over that. He doesn't look at what you give as much as he looks at what you keep. And so don't, don't, no, don't try to fool him on that. He knows what you need to let go of to get through and into. And so it becomes important that we understand. And the Lord said, since I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever, you're created in my image. You have a past, a present, and a future. Now put your foot down on the floor. You're right here in the present. Now with that, you have to choose. Are you going to continue to live in your past? If you do that, you're going to get out of time and all the iniquities that were working in your past will work against you. Or are you going to stay in the present and never see the future that I have for you? See, you can stay in the future and all of a sudden the air around you and the atmosphere around you will encase you. But if you see your future and you speak God into your future, all of a sudden... God starts creating what is ahead for you. Now, that's what's so important to understand. And when you're at the right place at the right time at first fruits, you have the ability to say, I'm not going to be squeezed out of my future in this first fruit. You need to say it right now. I'm not getting squeezed out of the, my future. Matter of fact, you need to say this, I'm ready to come through narrow into expansion. Say it out loud. I'm ready to break through narrow into fulfillment. Those words all mean fulfillment, expansion. They all mean the same. And so to do that, you grab hold of the moment and by grabbing hold of the moment, you start creating a plan and entering into the plan of fullness that God has for you. And then before long, you have broken into a realm where your spirit cannot be held captive by this world. You are living in eternity and eternity is in your heart. You are 
seated in heavenly places, and though you're walking down here, you're bringing the atmosphere of those heavenly places right into where you're walking. When we start doing that, we're going to see this COVID structure, this corona, this crowned new eye, we're going to see it blackened and move out of the way. Now, so we've got to have this anointing for timing on us. See, right now, you're in a process. Tell somebody that. And it's important that you understand the process you're in. Because you're in the process, you're having to make a choice just like they made at Kadesh Barnea this month. And when you're in that moment, all of a sudden, heaven and earth are aligned. And do you know what's aligning heaven and earth? You. Sometimes we just think God's just doing it all. No, because you're in the right moment, God, through you, is causing heaven and earth to become one. And it's creating an atmosphere. And so... You can focus the minute you stand up at the end of the service. You have a future. If you'll focus in on that future. You're in the present, but there's a dimension that's starting to open up for you to see. You are a supernatural, dangerous creature. Tell somebody that. We need to know who we are. Man is dangerous because we have a God that rules the universe living inside of us. We are dangerous people. And so, right, what First Fruits does, you learn the significance of time and process. The process you're in, in time, because it's a faith process. It's a worship process. And because you're seeking God, you're making headway. It doesn't mean you're going to do everything right. It means that you have the ability to come under God's hand of grace and move through and maneuver through all of the snares and thorns that are around you until you come in to your fullness. And so let's look at again what time looks like right now, this whole decade that we're in. It looks like this incredible mouth. And here's what I want you to understand about this month. This month, this era is about commanding a new opening. This month, you have to command a new opening. You have to say with your mouth, open up. Watch Aladdin. I don't care what you do to get a picture of it. Try to get an understanding that it is important you speak and cause things to change around you. 
And notice what the Word of God says here in 13 and 14. It says, the people came back and they raised their voices. That's what created this dire strait and caused a curse to follow them through the generations. Instead of speaking faith, they started speaking how bad and slandering the promise that God gave them to the point where they said, let us go back and live in our past. See, this is what dire straits about. We're in this incredible place right now where we're having to say, because God's pulled us aside, he's recreating everything. He's redoing what we've known as church. He's redoing city structures. He's redoing everything. And if we start saying we want to go back to the past, we're going to get something seven times worse than what we had. So we're saying, We don't know where we're going to go, but I tell you what, we're coming through this narrow place. This becomes important for us. This era is about you entering into this mystical, supernatural dimension that you're living in. See, because right right now, you're sitting there in three dimensions of time supernaturally are moving around you. Past, present, future. You are a supernatural creature. The chair you're sitting on is moving. And we get so Gnostic in our thinking to where everything is just concrete. No. Everything is moving, and the only way this month we can move through is to say, this thing ain't going to cave in on me. We're moving into the new. So this narrow, see, you've got to decree this into the place that you're in. Actually, this, this error means your voice that comes out of your house. What are you going to say out of your house? And so you're determining a new rule about your life, about your children's life. I've had to do all sorts of things. I've had to look at our place. I've had to say, Lord, you just got this place established, and the Lord all of a sudden flashed it and gave me a vision, and he said, remove everything. You do, you've got to go into the next level of my plan. It was beyond thought, but the presence of God was so strong, I knew we had to obey immediately and do that so we could start getting vision for our future. Now, that is what's so key about this month because the people came back, created an atmosphere, and God let them live in that atmosphere they created with their mouth for 40 years. Tell somebody, I don't want to live like this for 40 years. They wore the same outfit. They ate the same meal. My gosh, think of the boredom of all this. 
and they, it's called the, they created the dire straits around them. Now, let me show you some things. Go ahead, Aaron, and let's move. See, this is where, why God is blowing into the earth. God's blowing on us. He's blowing on Alabama. I shared that this morning. He's causing change to come in. There's a sound of heaven that's creating movement in the earth. And in this era, we have now entered a new Holy Spirit movement because Holy Spirit is also a pay word. It's linked with the era we're in. We have not been in a move of God like we're in right now in probably 70 years. And you're thinking of all the moves of God you've heard about. We have now entered a new move of God beyond that. Now you say, well, I'm not seeing it yet. You will see it because it's what the era is about. We just don't know yet how it's going to manifest, but it's going to be explosive. Gifts in God's people are going to come alive like they've never come alive before. And Holy Spirit now, become the third person of the Trinity, becomes the driving force in the earth. The church will return to Holy Spirit. I remember when I went to a Baptist church back 40 years ago and ended up on staff, but it was the church where a move of God was started, the third wave in the Baptist realm. And God had put me in the prayer uh, vein of that to lead that for the fullness movement. And, and I remember the deacons pulling a, a meeting and saying, we don't want to talk about just the Holy Spirit. We just want to talk about Jesus. I said, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Holy Spirit is down here with us. Why don't you want to talk about who's with us here? And they said, well, we don't want to get carried off into miracles. I said, well, at least let us have one before you stop it. (laughs) See, that's what religion does, it doesn't want to allow the spirit to take its reign. I am here to tell you this decade, only the spirit of God will get us through the narrow place. And so, and the Holy Spirit actually isn't just our advocate. He is the third person. He is a pay word. It means one who ends the curse. Now, if this month is about a curse working and that the enemy would love to narrow your life with a curse against you, it means Holy Spirit is ready to move in your life in a way that you have not allowed him to move in the past. Get ready, Holy Spirit is about to break through your house and cause what is in you to come alive in a new way. Put your hand right here. Listen, and let me tell you something. If you're 80 years old and you're in this room, you better know this is your season for Holy Spirit to be active. 
If you're 70 years old, it is your season to break the captivity off of every promise of your bloodline. If you're 60 years old, God's saying that flesh work that tried to stop the blessings from coming on your house, he's ready for you to say, flesh, get out of the way. If you're 50 and above, you need to decree the jubilee blessings of God coming on your family bloodline. And you might say, we miss those. We've been under nothing but hardship for 400 years. Decree jubilee. You can keep saying I've been under it all those years, or you can say Jubilee's here. Jubilee's here. You can say it all decade. Jubilee's here. I'm taking back everything that got taken from me. Every debt that reared up against me, I'm taking it back. Our whining does not affect him. That's what they did here. God's saying right now from Alabama, the whining over your past is being broken. And yes, you created some bad stuff for this nation and big divisions, but the Lord says Jubilee's coming into Alabama. And what was so bad is going to turn seven times for the better. Give a shout. Thank you, Lord. I'm not sure where that all came from. Now, now, Aaron, thanks. Let me leave this with you. Thanks for having me. You can leave that up there. Ooh, I've been home too long. And I know better than to preach at my wife. I mean, she has other ways to deal with me. Goodness. No, seriously, Pam and I have probably enjoyed this time of seeking God's for our, for our children and our grandchildren and going back over captured blessings from our past and then loosing them into two generations ahead of us. That's what you have to be doing during times like this. Now, let me talk to you about this narrow place of transition. Transitions can be hard to start with because transition, the first phase of it, you're going to have to die to something. You're going to have to let go of something. You can't get through a dire strait without letting go of something. Because if you're going to try to hang on to everything, it's going to defeat you moving into a new season. Now, what the Lord did with us when we, we just started taking everything into the miracle center that we had in that place. Now, this is a 268,000 square foot place. This is not some little place here. And we started saying, that's moving across. This isn't. Before long, the miracle center that is ready 
for to become a new wineskin was filled with all sorts of last eight years. It was full. And we're talking about nice, nice, nice things. In the process, two weeks after I made this decree, our daily bread, the homeless, the ones who work with all the homeless in Denton County and in Denton, uh, said, we're going to buy a facility and we're going to start having a place for the homeless to live. There will be no homeless in our county, in our city. All of a sudden, we have everything gathered that God wanted gathered to furnish the entire center for 15 families that were homeless. We let go. They received. They moved into their new place. Then we get a call. That's where I saw Rita and Lisa last were they were in Lawton, Oklahoma, where all of a sudden, you remember, if some of you watched, we burned that $20 thing that created all the problem in Minnesota, and then the Andrew Jackson issue where, you know, the is issues of history that were so important. All of a sudden, and he was the one who did the uh, First Peoples Removal Act to get rid of all the Native people. And we had dealt with it many times. All of a sudden, they get a call from the government. And the government says, we have a school that we're not going to use. Would you like that school? And they gave it, this whole school, to the First Nations people to create an apostolic center. All of a sudden, we have everything they need to get started to furnish that apostolic center. Now, the school was called Andrew Jackson, and so we went up and literally removed his name off of the school and put the line of Judah on it. So it was amazing to see what the Lord did. Two other groups that work with families in need, we were able to give and furnish just like you guys were doing. Before long, everything God had made us let go of had become the new for five other groups. And then we, we take care of 440 widows and we had enough money to send that had come in to send to every one of our widows. Now, when you do that, you might look around and say, I don't have what I used to have. But then, all of a sudden, you look at the narrow place, and it's not hard for you to get through it. Because you don't have a lot of junk crowding to go through with you. All you have to do is say, 
Now all I got to do is go through the narrow place and step in. Now this is what I want to end with. This narrow place moves you. If you will make that step today, you'll move from wilderness to restoration. You will feel, you might be feeling something stirring because travail is the same thing as birthing your way through and into the new. All of a sudden, there's going to be a new energy to propel you forward. The narrow place in the Word of God means it's precarious, but all of a sudden, you know you can get through. Remember, Yeshua spoke to the rich young ruler, and he said, if you'll give up any, everything, you can come follow me. And that guy said, that's way too hard for me. And the Lord said to him, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to come into the kingdom. That is the narrow place. It's easier to unpack a camel that has come across the desert carrying all these goods to bring into and sell, it's easier to unpack and get them through this narrow, narrow place than for you if you're unwilling to let go. This first fruits becomes the adjustment for our future. It's that important. God didn't say that this year. He said it a year ago. And God in his sovereignty said, be in Alabama because they can create a prototype to get my people through and into the new and the glory can come in a way the glory has never come to this nation. I want you to stand up. This first fruit is key. I have mine here to give. I gave in that first service. The Lord said, you know, give, give both service because the double portion is on the state. Now, I want you to do something as Kent's coming up to take this mic and we're leaving to catch our plane. I want you to take a step forward out of your present and into your future. Just take a step forward. Father, I asked you now, because of this step of faith, to start moving on everyone listening, every one of you on the web, every one of you in this place, every place the feet of these people step. Take one more step forward. Father, we thank you now that the narrow place will not hold captive your kingdom people in Alabama. And Father, they will, through their faith of worship and giving today, 
advance into this next season. Now, I want us to do something because the voice is so important. I want you to loose a war cry that says triumph in our new place. Just loose it. Loose it loud. Open your mouth. decree right now all the unbelief all the murmuring from last season will not hold this kingdom people captive they will multiply multiply enlarge and now fulfill your purpose in a new way let's give one more shout This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.